Mr. Pop. I don't speak fluent Godzilla. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix, and Mark Fine. Hi everyone, welcome to Rock and Roll. And look, it's been a most fascinating week for the cast members of Rock and Roll. Uh, we're thinking of having a reunion show sometime soon because they're apparently really big. But uh, look, uh, for the moment, uh, we uh, the Motley crew that we have is myself, Kevin Hillier, uh, former rock star. Oh, well, I won't say former rock star, current rock star, acting. Well, rock, what would you say? Uh, no, not current. What? What's well, a, I don't know. It is, it is COVID restrictions keep going. It might be former <laughs> rock star because you know we told them about the work. I said, hey, I'm going to have no lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian Mannix. Hello, Brian. Hello, Kevin. Hello. And, 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 Brian. And, and, yes. The man and. who had a birthday during the week, the one and oh. only, Mr. Mark Fine. Are you ready? One, two, three. Why was uh, he born so beautiful? Oh, Why was he born at all? Why was he born at all? Because he had no say in it, no say in it, no say in it at all. And I forget the rest of it. Hello, Finey. Happy birthday for, what was it, Saturday? Yes, yes, it was indeed. And how did one celebrate one's birthday? Oh, don't ask, Brian. Did you get a chain and punch your friends out? (laughs) No. (laughs) I got got punched out watching the footy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Uh, yes. It wasn't wasn't one to blow the candles out on the cake, really, was it? No, but karma karma rewarded me. Oh, is that right? I went and watched some junior football. I made my coach of the team. Yeah. And have a guess who was running the boundary, the president of the St Kilda Footy Club. Oh, really? Oh, did you give him a yeah. little bit of advice? No, no, he sort of saw me. I've said him before. He goes, that was, he, he goes, that was a hard box. I said, turn around, the, ball, the ball's about to go out. <laughs> <laughs> so you were giving him advice? You no, should have gone no, up. I've had a boundary umpire. That's right. You should have gone out and said, this is all your fault, you prick. <laughs> okay, now I've got my birthday card from my daughter. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah do. So you cle- that cle- clearly Little there's some pig. issues between you and your daughter. <laughs> Peppa Pig, <laughs> when she was little, she was four, so you go on 42 now, but I told her, like, which is three or four, Peppa Pig's my favourite show. And whenever it came on, she used to grab me, Dad, Dad, your favourite show's on. So I watched a lot of Peppa Pig. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> Peppa Pig's one of the most <laughs> god-awful show. There was Postman Pat. There was Peppa Pig. There was, was it Fireman something too as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, Fireman Fred or something. Oh, Sam. Was it Sam? I'm Sam. Yeah. Oh, God, those – the English foisted uh, an awful lot of television on us over the years that we've – think that some of their kids' shows, honestly. And yeah. Derek the Dodgy Plumber, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, now, right. now, 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 speaking oh, of TV – oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, go, yeah. On. No, go on. No, you go, Finey. Well, speaking of TV – Yep. Yeah. Okay. This is good. I've got to admit, when – 
Brian's been rabbiting on about Godzilla versus Greater Western Sydney or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought, you know, what's grown man lots of movies like that? But on Saturday night, I saw my first Godzilla movie. Ah, Shin Godzilla. Sydney Godzilla. Yeah, now that is a great movie. I have been, <laughs> I have been preparing for the return of Godzilla ever since and annoying my family in part Japanese, part English. Yeah, and I reckon um, there's too many people in the movie. There's too much talking about stuff. And and I thought when the laser beams came out of his back shooting down all the drones, I was sort of going, oh, gee whiz. A bit too easy with all the laser beams. But anyway, I'm glad you watched some Godzilla. Finally, that's great. The final scene was great. They did him in true Tokyo style. First, they bombarded him with <laughs> empty trains. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They had the, the bombs on the train. They the ran him down the, the track and rammed him. Yep. Oh, and then, they, then they the, the waves of drones came in and bombed him. Yep. And then they had that formula, which was, I don't know, it was to congulate your blood or something. And they yeah, they no yeah, like froze him up. Oh, yeah, they stuck crane sticking um, hoses down his mouth with coagulative blood or something. <laughs> but my favourite part of the movie was, because it sort of involved America as well, yeah. the future American Prime Minister is this hot chick called Patterson. It just happens that she's Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's realistic. Yeah, and it was great because there were bits where they spoke English and they were saying English words, but they clearly didn't speak English. So they said all the words without grammar, without the correct intonation. I enjoyed those bits. But it was, you know, <laughs> I God, Godzilla, they... they he comes out of the ocean or something, he's walking through all these cities, and they're in Tokyo, and they're just worried that he's coming to Tokyo. They don't care that he's ploughing through villages. He's coming to Tokyo. Why don't you stop it before he kills people on the way to Tokyo? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's... It's just classic, classic filmmaking. So uh, where, do, yeah, where, is, where is that in the Godzilla line of film? Because I know there's 14,000 of them. Is that one of the early, early ones? No, nah, the early, early <laughs> ones, they used to have a man in a rubber suit. Oh, God. Being Godzilla. <laughs> um, and that the original Godzilla versus King Kong was a man in a gorilla suit and a man in a rubber suit fighting next to uh, power lines that are about a foot tall. Right. Okay. <laughs> Makes so this was sense. a probably a nineteen ninety sort of Godzilla. No, twenty sixteen. Really? Yep. Must have had much of a budget. <laughs> <laughs> I told my wife, "You've got to watch this thin Godzilla." She goes, "It is thick Godzilla." <laughs> uh, ah. There you go. All right. Well, I can imagine that 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 was part of the trauma. Um, sort of uh, clinic that you went to on the back of the St Kilda performance, was it funny? Yeah, and then the final sort of therapy was Sunday night was the last night, last round of the EPL. Yes. And first of all, don't they do that well? Because yes. they care about the competition, unlike the AFL, 
all games, all what is it? Uh, at the same time. Yep. Um, I played exactly the same time. And it's great. It's fantastic. And, and even though yep. the the champion had been decided, the relegation sides had been decided, there was still people – I watched the Leicester-Tottenham uh, game and there was spots in Europe riding on the results of about 10 or whatever it was, different games, and people looking at their phones and you're looking at the crowd. And it was really well done. It was terrific. Well, being a West Ham fan, we were right into it. Oh, you know, we had to guarantee our place in the Europa um, competition, in the main competition, and we did that very well, so it was great. Yeah. No, it is. It is real. I've actually made a note to talk about that because I thought it was one of the uh, – well, it's one of the really good – and I can remember – geez, I can remember in the AFL, and I know this is the 80s and that's a long, long time ago, but I can remember us all watching the, you know, the A, B, C, D on the on the scoreboard. To, yeah. Uh, and I, oh, yeah. I reckon it was 87 or something when I think Hawthorne might have won in Geelong or, or whatever to get into the – to get someone into the finals or Melbourne was – it, and everyone was, you know – Invested in that last day because all the games were starting at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. But we don't have that now. We're actually at the point now where we're going to elongate our fixture so as no games clash with each other, so as television gets every game in its entirety. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I remember those days at the scoreboard. In fact, I was so embarrassed to be a St Kilda supporter in the eighties. When people ask me who I barrack for, I used to say the letter G. <laughs> 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 yeah, some weeks G, some weeks N. Yes. It's funny because I didn't do it alphabetically. It was, but, you know, who's U versus V? Yes. In the yes. yes. And that was, that was part of the conversation in the crowd too. You'd be looking and you look up the scoreboard and it'd have sort of eight goals, one to one goal, two, and you go, who's B? And the, the bloke who yeah. had the record would go, oh, that's Carlton. Oh, thanks, mate. And, and there'd be like a, a buzz would go around the crowd when the scores came up. Yeah. If there was a, sort of a lopsided, up, uh, you know, surprise result, and everybody would go the same thing in the air. So he must be windy at Western Arnold yeah, today. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah, because the scores are coming up. Scores up by four goals against all Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's there's something to that drama that uh, that corporate and television just don't understand, unfortunately, and we're never going to get it yeah. back. Who got relegated from the EPL and who got promoted? I know Bournemouth didn't get promoted, but who did, do we know? Yeah, so in the EPL, the three teams that have gone down are Sheffield United. They, they were out early. Yeah. I mean, they were all out pretty early. West Brom, Albion, and Bournemouth, yeah. so... Real yo-yo clubs, though they go up and down like a, you know, yep. working girls' knickers. And <laughs> the, the two teams that have gone up already are, um, oh, let me think. I'd help you find, but I don't actually know. No, no, no. I know. I do know. Um, so already going promotion is Norwich. They oh, did good. it. Yep. They did it. On the bit, I think. Um, the other one come to me. So they've had playoffs, right? Yeah. So the playoffs have knocked out Bournemouth. Brentford, Brentford are playing Swansea in the big game at Wem- Wembley. They call that the richest game in English soccer. Yeah, it is. The value of going up to the EPL is unbelievable. Yep. But the amazing playoffs, I think, are in League One up to the Championship. 
Um, yeah. Because Blackpool are already there. They 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 won quite easily. Hang on a second. You can't be calling the team Blackpool. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because it's just not politically correct today. Just call them pool, all right? Yes. yes. Well, they did, you know, they, they did uh, stop a horse here in Australia from being called Black Man. Yeah, well, Blackpool. Blackpool matters. Yep. Anyway. Yep. The Blackpool, they're good. I like them. But they are playing. Yeah, this is amazing. And I know somebody. So my local TAB at Gardenvale used to be run by Les Radford, but he's able outside as a guy called Steve. Now, I've moved, and now my local TAB is for South Yarra, and Steve now works in that TAB. Ah. Um, and Steve is from a very small English town, and because I've always followed English soccer, I know who he supports. And I used to, I, I sort of, um, was commiserating with him that his club used to go from fourth division down to the non-league. <laughs> and it had been non-league for a while. But on the league down, Lincoln City of all Oh, teams, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been Lincoln City. We're up against Sunderland. Ooh. Wow. I knew he was watching it. Now, they had a 2 nil lead because it's a two-legged thing, unlike Paul McCartney's ex-wife. And... <laughs> And they had a 2 0 lead, but that lead disappeared very quickly. And at half time, it was two all aggregate, and they were mincemeat. They, they hadn't got a shot of gold. Sunderland, very big club. Oh, yeah. To be down in lead one, were annihilating them. So they came out after half time, they got a goal. They missed a penalty, but they hung on. And Lincoln City, tiny team, full of youngsters, very young players are playing Blackpool for the right to go up to the championship. Oh, wow. Me. So Sunderland is still down in, uh, in uh, what is it, what's it called, League One? <laughs> League One, the old third division. Yeah. Yep, they, wow. they'll be there for their fourth season next year. Jeez. Wow. That's tough for a big uh, little Lincoln season. City. There you go. All right. And I love, I love the English crowds, right? They, they really hate when players who play for them play for another club. Oh, do they ever? Right. So, Blackpool were playing against, um, I can't remember who they were playing, but this guy from the other team called Elliot Lee was playing. Now, Elliot Lee was actually at, as a, sort of an apprentice, a young player at West Ham, not getting a game. And on loan, he went to this other club. For he went to Blackpool for four games on loan from West Ham. Yep. Years later, he's at this other club. All right. So these are the. This was the first week that there were crowds, limited crowds, back at the soccer. Right. Yep. When every got the ball, and I'm sorry, I can't use the sensor button on this one. The entire small crowd of a couple of thousand were singing, "You are sick. You are sick." You are just fucking shit. You are shit. Every bit. Every bit of Elliot Lee is fucking shit. <laughs> and the commentator said, well, they've had a year to work on that one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's brilliant. The it was going to the cannon so loud, he had to say something. Uh. It was so typically British. Apologies to anybody offended by the chanting there. We've had a year to work on it. I don't know what the AFL would do if uh, they were about started doing that. 
good. Man. That's <laughs> hysterical. Shit. You are shit. Yeah, that's very good. That's very funny. <laughs> that's great. Like us fucking shit. You yeah. are shit. Every little bit of Elliot Lee is fucking shit. <laughs> I love the way they insert your name in it just to make sure that <laughs> yeah, you're not confused because every time you take the ball, they sing it. Good God, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. That's um, and and I obviously I watched that Tottenham game, and they have the the noise the noise that their fans are making, and they're still under restrictions. So it looks like I don't know whether it's fifty percent or it, it actually it looks even less. But God, no, 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 twenty percent. Twenty is it? Yep. Oh God! But geez, I tell you what, for twenty percent, geez, they make a lot of noise. They hell. do, don't they? Oh, they're yep. unbelievable! It was terrific. It was absolutely terrific to watch. I really enjoyed it. And you're right that that yep. drama of that last day is is terrific. Uh, and though I have to say, the round that we just experienced, with the probable exception of a, uh, there were a couple of games that were absolute beltings, but uh, there was you know probably some of the tightest games we've seen in a long, long time in this last round that we had round ten of the uh, of the oh, AFL. Yeah. Yeah, there was some close stuff. And some, uh, yes, and mm. Richmond, I reckon, they got. The umpiring in the first half of that game was disgraceful in that Richmond got paid nothing. And I don't even like Richmond, although I've tipped them. That's the only. But 21 free kicks to four, jeez. Yeah, but it doesn't have and to be thought, even, Brian. I know it doesn't have to be even, but I was watching the game and I rang up with Carlton, mate, and he, I said, what did he do the umpire said? It's an absolute disgrace. And, you know, we, neither of us are invested in Richmond. No, I'm not about the umpires. I umpired. Get on with the game, mate. You know what I'd uh, say to a play, somebody like you over the fence? <laughs> having, a go at, having a go at the umpires? Go home. <laughs> no, as I walk off, I'd say, look, give it a go up yourself. Give it a go yourself. Mm. Here's my whistle. Stick it up your ass because all your comments seem to be coming from that part of your body. Uh, <laughs> come out of your mouth and have a crack. Well, fair enough. It's, a, uh, it's an incredibly unforgiving uh, vocation, umpiring. There, there's no. Only to the crowd, not to the umpires, I'm telling you. Well, there's, all there's, right. Well, take me, take me through this, Fonny. I need to need, need, jump into your umpire's outfit. And take me through how that umpire would have felt who made that decision in the Adelaide Crows Melbourne game at the end. Oh. He didn't pay deliberate, and I've seen, I've seen the angles and the footage and the and what was in his road between him, his line of vision between where he was and where the player handballed it. I've seen the. Um, uh, the the stories where they say that he handballed it, uh, the Adelaide player handballed it into Spargo, so therefore it shouldn't have been considered deliberate. So, but that umpire is walking off the ground, and everyone in that in that crowd is going absolutely no, well, not everyone in the crowd, but you know what I mean. There's enormous uh, uh, sort of pushback to him now. So, how does he get over that? Look, it's because of. Little Chris like Brian, that, <laughs> that some umpires erroneously make the mistake of thinking that no decision is sometimes the safest thing to do, especially at the end of tight games. Yeah. Now, now I have no sympathy for the umpire because when you umpire, you actually, if you enjoy umpiring, you like making decisions especially when you know that you're correct, as harsh as that can be 
on a team and on the results, and you relish the opportunity to be in the position to make the famous call at the end of a game. Yep. Like, I would hate to have been one of the other three umpires when that happened. Had the guy made the correct decision and thought, shit, I wish I was Johnny on the spot there. That's what you're there for. Yeah. You're there to make a good call at a critical time. And he was handed that on a platter. On a platter. Because that rule has been wavering between very harsh to the players to ridiculously harsh to the players. Yeah, I agree. So it was very easy to make that call and to walk away. And as much as you would have walked off the ground at, you know, I mean, at Adelaide, with the crowd would have hated you because it was a free kick to Melbourne. Yep. You would have walked with your head held high knowing, you know, you can boo all you want, but you think, you ripper, I loved it. I got I got the opportunity to make the tough call at the right time. I'll go down in a bit of footy history. Well, he now goes down in the history as squibbing that opportunity. Yep, yep. When you compare that to, you know, the Bontempelli one that was given uh, where they said he kicked it out deliberately, or the, the, the North Melbourne bloke who was having a shot at goal who missed by 14,000. Yeah, and that was so unfair. That was ridiculous, yeah. that one on Bontempelli, because the Bulldogs could have won by 190 million points <laughs> instead of 189 million points. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know the point I was trying to make, Fine. I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to rub your salt into the wound. It's, it's I'll tell you this. Yeah. The, the umpiring, the decision, the free kicks in the St Kilda Bulldogs game were lopsided and they were all correct because on top of being hopeless, St Kilda were completely undisciplined and tackled like Shin Godzilla. I mean, like, <laughs> like they, they, they tackled like they had tiny arms and, and huge, and a giant tail and a huge big fat <laughs> They could not tackle. They were hopeless. <laughs> Jeez, when you turn, when, when you turn, finally, you turn bad, don't you? Hey? Goodness, <laughs> mate. Yeah. All right. And what, what, what is that with Shin Godzilla, those tiny arms? Did his mum take that medication when... Yeah, I think he's a thalidomide. That's very unfair. The, pro- the problem is, you know why he's so angry, Sidney No. He can, ne- he can never get the chopsticks to his mouth to eat the rock. <laughs> well, he probably struggled to put something in his mouth with those little arms. But it's very difficult. Yeah. I mean, imagine it, Kevin. Imagine something the size of, you know, a, well, let's just say something the size of the MCG, yep, with arms the size of Brian. <laughs> right. yes. There's there's a lot of pleasures in life you're missing out on. No wonder. And that's the other no, no wonder he's angry. And that's yeah. the other. You know, you think he's ever been able to knock the top off? Top off. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you're referring to a stubby at halftime in the football at the MCG. Yeah, you know, it's what's part of a very attractive giant lizard with, you know, on a hot summer's day with all, all the bits going, yeah. you know, fins and skins and egg fat and whatever they've got. There's nothing he can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> he can shoot lasers off his back, can't he? Yeah. And now. He can't even hail a cab. <laughs> <laughs> it's t- Shocking, shocking dilemma for poor yeah. Godzilla. Um, like going, 
It's like going hitchhiking with Venus de Milo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, terrific. All right. Uh, Have we done enough uh, appendage missing from uh, from people uh, jokes uh, yet, I think? Well... Don't. Okay, you say we have. And, and we, uh, we played North Melbourne next week, and I can't wait to go to the footy because I'm going to say, you might have Finbone the spirit, but we've got Shin Godzilla spirit. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Shin Godzilla spirit. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Uh, and that, that we can't market, we can't even, you know, we can't even touch ourselves. That's how bad we are. Yep. Thank you, right. we had a Godzilla update most weeks. I'm terrifically pleased about that. Yeah, yep, that's right. Kevin, get with the program. Oh, well, yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to. I don't know if I can sit through Shin Godzilla, though. I'm not sure that I'm up for that. Well, you mean there's also Shin Godzilla, too. I'm trying oh. to find it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could maybe start out on Mothra and work your way up to Godzilla. Start out with what? Mothra. Mothra. Mothra is like a – I think he's like a big slug. He's <laughs> a giant moth. Yeah, he's a giant moth. So he's an opponent of Godzilla. Yeah, on in the mo- the classic movie Destroy All Monsters, uh, Kev. Right. So, so all the monsters, Mothra and Godzilla and uh, a couple of other ones, they all get together to fight some super monster, and it's called Destroy All Monsters, and it's a 1968 classic film. Destroy – well, it's 1968. We're going to 1969 for our chart attack later. Destroy All oh, Monsters. Beauty. Destroy yeah. All Monsters. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll yeah, be sure true. to watch – I'll find I'll find something of it so I can report on it next week. Oh, look, yes, there's Just a whole lot of monsters on Monster Island that will need to save the day. Mon- okay. Monster Island. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they all live on Monster Island. Now, one thing I yeah, did want to... I'll tell you some of them. Do you want to know their names? Yeah, go yeah. on. All right, there's Ghidorah. Yeah. There's Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. What, you, can you see what Ghidorah looks like? Um... Yeah, I'll get that in a second. Is there's, that is that? Oh, there's, there's that, an AFL goal umpire in it. <laughs> oh, who's that? Rodan. Oh yeah, ah, David, David, David Rodan. <laughs> yes. Okay. And we, so what do we got? We got, got Dodora the Explorer, and we got Rodan the Umpire. There's Destroyer. Yes, Yigan. 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 Orga. Oh, God. Right. And there's Manda, Hedora. Oh, Hedora's good. You know what Hedora is good? Hedora. <laughs> yeah. Oh, head, head <laughs> or a... Or a what? Or a what? Did you head or a... Yeah. Or a what? Or a... Or a hand job. Or a hand job. You know what? Head what? or a... Oh, I'll like this shit. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the shirt, mate. Um, <laughs> there's King Caesar for some reason. King Caesar? Uh, I don't remember him. There's some beauties. Fantastic. Uh, Biolante. Oh, that is, yeah. I like this thing. The giant spider. Oh, I need a giant spider. Angurius. It's a giant echidna. Now you just oh, now, a, now you're just reading off the Greek panel shot. You're just King reading Kong, off the kids' menu now, aren't they, you? They raise his fifteen opponents. King Kong only comes in at nine. Oh, Meg, he's beaten by Mega Gigorus. 
Oh, yeah, there's one called Megastore, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this yeah. is my favourite one. All right. It's number seven, Orga. Orga. A giant Orga, or Orga, giant Orgy. I thought it was pronounced Norga, but anyway. It's, it's Orga, it's a giant Orgy. You can't go for it. You're too small, it's a giant. Right. Giant Moth, right? Arms. It's a giant Moth. Um, yeah. Gigan is just a giant, ridiculous looking turkey dinosaur. Oh, yeah. Why don't yeah. it be like a turtle, though, is it? Yeah, there's rodents rod- of the John Gold Empire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Number two is Mecha Godzilla. Is another Godzilla that hates Godzilla. Like his brother. Yeah, I, I saw him in. Um, he showed up in Godzilla versus King Kong, and he's Godzilla made of metal. Where were yeah, these? Yeah. Where were these movies made? Were they made in Japan, or they made in Hollywood, or where were they made? Tasmania. <laughs> well, Initially they were made in Japan Right But then America sort of got in on it And then they sort of did a few together Right, okay Well they were, They must have been made in Tassie I'm right Because number one is His number one opponent According to this ranking Is King Ghidorah And it's a three-headed dragon Yes Yes right. but King Ghidorah He's the bad guy in Destroy All Monsters And they yeah. all the monsters gang up on King Ghidorah To fight him <laughs> Yep, he can fly. Yeah, he's got gravity beam breath. Gra- gravity beam breath. Yep. Well, that's nearly as good as um, Godzilla's atomic heart. Oh, this is good. He defies physics because he can generate winds of huge hurricane force. In fact, all hurricanes on Earth are created by King Ghidorah. Oh, that, that's one for the Earth. Your global warming theorist. That's just yeah. Brian. That's just Brian on a Saturday night under normal oh. circumstances. Yeah, Greta Thunberg should be going and abusing King Ghidorah, not freaking the <laughs> United Nations. <laughs> and it says here he is brutal, powerful, and makes King Kong look like a monkey chimpanzee from the zoo. Right, Jay. Oh, Written, spoken, and authorised by David Stratton and Margaret Pomerantz, clearly. Uh, uh, well, thank you for that fabulous guide through the monsters of uh, the uh, the Godzilla films. <laughs> yeah, let's not surprise. It's definitely in the GWF drawing. Yes. All right, let's get to the footy, boys. <laughs> let's leave Godzilla there. We'll leave Godzilla there. They're racing it to the football. Uh, so yeah. last week, Brian disgraced yourself. Disgraced yourself with four. Mm. You missed out Not on good. you missed out on a, a lot, but we we all did. Finally, and I each got six, which is just an, yeah. av- an average score. So uh, the current rankings after round ten, Finally's on fifty nine. I'm on fifty eight, and uh, you're on forty nine, Brian. So you need a you need a couple of big weeks to get you back into the program. Oh, I do. Uh, well, hopefully this will be that week. Uh, well, let's start with the Melbourne and uh, Bulldogs game, which kicks off round eleven on Friday night. Uh, obviously, I'm going for the Bulldogs, so I think we're flying. Uh, your thoughts, Brian? I like the Bulldogs. I don't like Melbourne much, so Bulldogs for me. Finey? Could be a, a ripping game. I'll go Bulldogs. Bulldogs? I'll, I'll do it all in Japanese. 
Bulldogaroo! <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Collingwood, uh, Saturday game, there's one, two, three, four, five. There's five games on Saturday. There you go. Uh, MCG, Collingwood take on the Cats. I'm going for the Cats. I don't think Collingwood have uh, got their act together yet. As, as gallant as they were last week, and they probably should have won it, but uh, they didn't. Yeah, Brian? I like a pussy pussy. Right. Uh, Godzilla, what's your thoughts? Uh, for more reasons than one, there'll be no gold lama jacket appear at the MCG. <laughs> 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 oh, beautifully done. Uh, the Lions take Ooh. on the Giants. This does sound Ooh, like a, yeah. <laughs> this does sound like a Godzilla film. Uh, Lions and Giants, uh, for, uh, Brian. Um, where is it up? Up in Brisbane. Uh, it's at the Gabba Tour. Yeah, yeah, Lions. Lions for Brian. What do you think, Fanny? You're all bag of lions, St Kilda take on North Melbourne. Oh, God. Based on the form of those two teams in the last couple of weeks, that's going to be absolutely riveting. Who are you going for, Brian? Um, what was it? St Kilda. North Melbourne versus St Kilda. Yeah. Oh, I think I, think, I think the St Kilda. Pull their finger out a bit this week. North aren't as dreadful as well. They're pretty bad, but mm. I'll go to the same. Okay, Finey, are you back? Are you? What are you going to do with your boys? Well, I'm going to go for Sydney and Kilda. I don't think North Melbourne can win it. I'm not sure that I think St Kilda can, but I don't think North Melbourne can. So based on that logic, I'm going for St Kilda. Gold Coast Suns and Hawthorne are at uh, TIO Stadium, so they're heading up uh, to uh, the uh, the Northern Territory to play this one. Suns and Hawthorne. Brian? Uh, I think the Suns will enjoy the heat more than uh, Hawthorne will. Yep. So – I'll go, and the are pretty bad, so Gold Coast for me. Yeah, Gold Coast for me too. Fanny? Ola Ru. Ola Ru. You know, the soul of the sun. Ah, Ola Ru. Ru, domo, domo. Hey, hey. Okay, get that guy. And for Look at that marine boy. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. All right. The West Coast Eagles, uh, who were terrible last week, are at home to Essendon, uh, provided all the restrictions don't kick in. Um, uh, so who are you picking in this one, Brian? Eagles and Essendon in Perth at this stage. Oh, I think this will be easy for the Bobbers. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I reckon Essendon, like, you know, I was really worried about them playing North Melbourne because it's a game we should have won and we did. Mm. But, you know, it wouldn't have surprised me if we'd lost to North Melbourne and then we'd go over to West Coast and beat them. We sort of, every now and then we pull one out of the bag and I'm going to suggest that we do that this week against the Eagles. Okay. Finally? Which way? I'm going for, I'm voting for Brian to go and see the psychiatrist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very um, good I'm going for Big Birdle in Big Gable. Right. Oh, the Big Birdle in the Big, big Game. Yeah. <laughs> right oh, and I'm I'm with you on this one, finally. I'm going for the Eagles. I don't think they can be that bad again. Sunday, Richmond play the Adelaide Crows, the Giant Killers. Who are you piven? Uh, here, Brian? Is it here? 
It's at the MCG where Richmond will play just about uh, every game from now on. Well, I think Richmond will. I know they've got a lot out, but yeah, I think Richmond. Tigers. Funny. Well, they're going to get a couple of bats. They reckon Prestia, Coxon. Yep. So I'm going for happy, happy Tiger. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Whatever he's on, I want some. Uh, the Swans play Carlton. Oh, here we go, Brian. It's at the SCG, Brian. 3.20 on Sunday afternoon, Brian. Sydney in Sydney playing Carlton from a Melbourne team flying up. Oh, very lucky swan. <laughs> right, so the swan's for you. For you, Farney, swans or Carlton? I'm going for, oh, yeah, this is good. I'm going for bloods. <laughs> that would be the bloods, I'm, I'm surmising. Yeah. I, don't, I don't speak fluent Godzilla, so, you've, uh, so you're going for Sydney. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to coagulate their blood. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. Oh. And the final game of the weekend is by two teams that uh, are surprising everybody, I think. Oh, well, no, not, maybe not Port Adelaide, but certainly Frio. Huh? Port Adelaide and Frio at the Adelaide Oval. They're going to finish the uh, the round off at 4.40 on Sunday afternoon. Mr Mannix. Yeah, Port Adelaide. Uh, Mr. Fine? Yes, a very good game. A big, big happy ending, this one. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, I went into one of those joints once and I said, I'm in a bit of a hurry because I had the ending at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I said, first of all, we're a chiropractor's business. <laughs> I don't know what you think we are. And second of all, yeah, so, no, no, no. I've got to be honest, I've never been to one of those joints, hand on my heart. You've never been Not to a chiropractor? No, 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 one of those happy endings. Yes. I've never been to one. No, I'll no. tell you, I've never been to one, and, you know, as long as, as, long as I don't have arms like Godzilla and I can do it myself, <laughs> I'm not paying oh, 50 gee. bucks to somebody to do it for me. Yes. Too much well, information, right. too much information. Who are you tipping, Port Adelaide or Fremantle? I thought I'd done the tip. Um, well, you know where Godzilla comes out comes out of? It comes out of the port of Tokyo. So That's I'm right. For Godzilla home. Get <laughs> <laughs> uh, it? It's the first time I've felt like I've needed an interpreter to get through the uh, the the program. But that's all right. All right. Um, <sighs> now before we get you to that one, are you? That's it. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, that's the end of the tips. We've done them all. Yeah, who did you, did you oh, tip for? Did Port you? Adelaide. Yeah, I'll go for Port Adelaide. I like them. I think, I think you and I have got all the same tips, Kevin. Have we? Hang on, I'll have to have a look. Uh, Bulldogs, Cats, Lions. Well, we've all got that. We've all gone the Swans. We've all gone the Suns. Brian's gone the Bombers and we've gone the Eagles. Richmond, Richmond for everyone, Swans for everyone and Port Adelaide. Yeah, the only game that uh, there is any difference is Brian tipping the Bombers. Everything else, we're the same. Going to be, which means yeah. they're probably all going to get either three or none or nine or eight. Anyway, uh, 1969. Oh, great year. 
a great year. It was a great year. I was a little older than I'm a little older than you, so I was in my teens, in my early teens, uh, and yep. l- loving everything that was coming out of the radio. No matter how bad it was, I just loved it. Yeah, I did too. Around that time, right? So you were easy, easy, easy rider. I think came out in that year. Yeah, that'd be yeah, sixty eight, sixty nine. It was yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, if you want to know what it's like, have a look at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, that is that is that set in that era? Is I've never seen that film. Set in nineteen sixty nine. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Cars were huge. Yes, they were. Everything. Yeah, how was a big car? I remember. That's funny to say that because I remember the first family car I remember was that big brown Ford Fairlane, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I remember in nineteen seventy three or something, Dad bought a new car and brought it home, and I thought it was. Absolutely magnificent. I then went through probably towards the end of that car's life being embarrassed by it. And I'm telling you, I've actually looked up now whether I could buy one and restore it. Oh, my God. If we had that car now, he brought home a brand new metallic purple Fairlane with a white vinyl roof. Oh, Oh, I know the one. Yes. My old man had a Fairlane. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, goodness. God, what a cool-looking car that would be now. Oh, they were as kitsch as you could possibly uh, imagine in the day. But, yeah, now, oh, God. Yeah, and I didn't realise, you know, my parents were actually pretty bloody cool and all their furniture and stuff was that sort of retro kick, which at the time was just sort of leftover stuff from the decade before. Retro pink, did you say? Pardon? Did you say retro pink? No, just retro kick sort of food. Oh, stuff. yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They had a couch in their living room specially made that was purple velour. That, that sort of, it was really long and it bent around and stretched and connected to the wall. It had no legs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know. The seven yeah, they had a mill. I remember, I remember they had a big alabaster carved cigarette box. Cool. Do you remember the cigarette boxes? Yeah. No. Yeah, they I were do. full of cigarettes. So when death came over, oh. go and have a ciggy. Yeah, I remember, yeah. My dad used to have a cigar box. He didn't smoke cigars, but he used to well he used to smoke the things called tipperellos, which had a oh, yeah. which had like a like a um a suction thing on the end of them. Um not good for you. Anyway, yeah, 69, back in the day. 69, all right. <laughs> 69. Stop, stop it, Mannix. Shoot me a number, any right. number, and I know you'll know the song. Go on. Go on 17. Bro. 17. Oh, well, you'll know this one. The bubble, bubble gum obviously was huge in the 1960s, the late 1960s. All right. And this was the 1910 Fruit Gum Company's Indian Giver. Remember that one? No. How's they, it go? Like every other one, they all sounded the same. It was, uh, it was, you know, remember, I think 1910 Fruit Gun Company had one, two, three red light. Remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember that one. Every time I look at you, you you tell me something, one, two, three red light. Indian Giver was a little bit, had a little bit more bass going on in it. I, I, as you know, I don't sing, but, uh, yeah, it sounded like all the uh, all the other ones. Go on, Fanny, give me a number. Sure. Um, just whenever I hear 69, you know what I think of? Chicken and almonds at this time of the night. <laughs> 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 you know that, yeah, don't you? Yes, we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yes. It's ripper. Um, okay. Um, I'll go for number 14. 14 is, oh, Brian, you'll be able to sing this one. Big ballad. 
Huge, big ballad. Man, still around, still still making the records. Number 14 from Tom Jones, Tiger Tom Jones, Love Me Tonight. Go on, oh. Remember that one? Love Me. Yeah, I do. I think if I heard it, I'd know it. It had a bit of Delilah. Love Me Tonight. Had a bit of Delilah about it. That one? Yeah. Oh, 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 love me from our It's not exactly funny, but that's that's uh, that's pretty close. Pretty close. Oh, you'll know this one. I'm going to pick this one. Number 25 I'm going for. It was at, uh, back in the days of the double-sided hits when the A and, yeah. the, B and the A and the B side were both mentioned. Beatles song from uh, 69, Obladee Oblada and While My Guitar Gently Weeps. What a great couple of songs. Yeah, I didn't think Obladee. Got uh, top billing for that one. I thought it was just, oh no, something got the top billing. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yep. No. Which means, which means, I actually remember 1969 because the first record I ever ever remember was a single that one of my sisters had bought that I took because it had a picture of a green apple on it. With Obladee, Obladee. Oh yeah. Because they had, and the B side when you flipped it over was the apple cut in half. Yes. Yeah. yeah there you go. Which was which is a very clever bit of marketing that in those days went completely over everybody's head. I reckon. I mean, their best. What do you reckon their best double sided single was? I, I had this discussion yesterday. Wow. Um, what was on the B side of Get Back? I'm trying to think of what was on the other side of Get Back. Uh, was it Revolution? Or, no, it was the oh, Revolution. That was on a what, double A side. Yeah, it was. Well, get Back was Don't Let Me Down. Was it Don't Let Me Down, Get Back? Uh, uh, no, well, go, f- 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 fly the one that well, you've got, Finey. Absolutely. I did something and come together. Oh, that's hard to beat, isn't it? Yeah. That's very hard. It come together is such I, – I don't know that well, I, it was- I loved it as much at the time, but when you listen to it now, that's such a clever song. That really stands, I reckon, stands the test of time. That is a, that is a really great, sort of hard rock funk song to me. Yeah, and something, something is beautiful. I think. Oh, something's a yeah. something's a gorgeous song. Yeah, beautiful, and yeah. it also to me sums up absolutely my attitude to women. It's you know, it's not that stupid blonde glamour look that that they all look for at, at the plastic surgeon. This is something in certain women, you know, yep. something in the way she moves. That's it. That's what it's all about. Yeah. No, I totally agree. So that's a good – the beginning of Come Together is one of the most brilliant sort of – it's so it's so simple but it's so bloody clever. Typical, yeah. typical John Lennon. I, I must admit I was, I was more a Paul McCartney than I was a John Lennon until probably more of more recent times I've grown to appreciate John Lennon's abilities more. I know you're a massive Lennon fan, aren't you, Brian? Yes, I am. Yeah. Oh, yes. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Thank you. All right, give me another number, Brian, and I'll get you to sing me a song. Oh, uh, we'll go for Gary Moorcroft. We always seem to go for Gary Moorcroft. 29. 29. I've got to go over the page here. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, you won't like oh. 29. No, don't go 29. 30. Yeah, okay, 30. 30's better. Oh, 30, I love it. 29 was Petula Clark's Happy Heart. What a god awful song that was. It's mm. my happy heart. It's you. It's my happy heart you hear. That's the one. Singing loud and singing clear. 
Didn't I and say it all because you're near me, my love. Oh. Well, well, there was two, there was another version of that. I reckon someone else did a version as well as Petula. And, you, and you're more peculiar, Clark, than you are Petula, Clark, incidentally, Mannix. Um, oh. uh, he's, no, no. he's more knobby, <laughs> Clark. Yes. Oh, the love thy neighbour. <laughs> no, the, uh, the footballer. Um, back Yes, and coached, oh. coached at the Doggies for a while too, Nobby Clark did. Unfortunately, uh, not with us any longer. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, number 30, Brian, I love this band. I thought they were terrific, and uh, I love this song. It's the Sir Douglas Quintet and Mendocino. What? Mendocino? Mendocino. You're sick of it's, it's, it's an instrumental. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, no, no it's, a, it's a vocal. Mendocino. I think Mendocino is a, a town in Texas. Um yeah. And that's where the Sir Douglas Quintet came from. He he had the big uh, one of the big not a cowboy hat. He had a big sort of flat hat, like a travelling Woolbury's type hat on. They were good. I liked uh, the Sir Douglas Quintet. Well, Sir Douglas Quintet mm. wasn't he an indigenous footballer? No, he wasn't. It's not the Sir Douglas Quintet round this week. Finally, <laughs> oh, it's, it's Douglas Nickel. Yes, that's, that's right. I think you'll find it is the Sir Douglas. Quintet round. This week. It is the Sir Douglas quintet round this week, but not the Sir Douglas yeah. Quintet round. Ah, that's uh, you idiot. Yeah. All right, Brian, sing me this one. I know you'll know this one. Number 13, mm-hmm. Tommy Rose, Dizzy. What is it called? Dizzy. Dizzy. Yeah, don't you remember Dizzy? I remember Dizzy. Yeah. Dizzy, go. Dizzy. I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it. Little good little pop song, I suppose. Uh, here's a, here's another d- double sided one that we should mention uh, A and B side because this was a beauty. Credence was number nineteen with Bad Moon Rising and Lodi. 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 Stuck in a Lodi. That one. Don't know that one, but uh, oh, you do. Bad Moon Rising. Bad Moon Rising. Oh, yeah, you would. You'd know it as soon as you hear it. Uh, let me see. The Beach Boys had I Can Hear Music in there. The Flying yeah. Circus. The, remember the Flying Circus? Remember Monty Python. No. Flying Circus were a band out of Sydney. Um, they had a couple of big – this was – I think this was their second biggest hit. It was called Hayride. And it started with oh. a kind of bubblegum thing. da 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 And then a kind of country-ish type band. They were very, very good. Went to – um, Canada and became really big. Elvis had a hit in uh, in this chart, Brian. Do you remember Memories? Uh, memories. That's the one? Yeah. Not, not one remember, of the I, ones. I remember the other one, the other memory. Mm-hmm. Mam, <laughs> memories. Like a bosom and my cat. Mm-hmm. Remember memory? Yeah, yeah memory. Yeah, that's the. Is yeah. that the cat song? Is that the song out of Cats, the musical? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, got another in in the top ten. I'll do the top ten uh, because we've got the, there's uh, some really interesting songs in the top ten. Wow, uh-huh. I I need a look at this. I just have a look at the ones outside the top ten. Galveston by Glenn Campbell. I thought was a great song. Yeah, good song. Terrific song. He had a great voice. Blood, Sweat and Tears. And you know the great thing about Galveston? Yes. It's only a 15-minute taxi ride to Mendocino. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Blood, Sweat and Tears had You Made Me So Very Happy. That was number 15. Good song. Uh, You make me so. That one. Very happy. 
I'm so glad you came into my life. Oh. Speaking of which, it's our birthday. It's our dog's birthday today. Willow, happy birthday, happy second birthday. We all love her. The dogs have their birthday on the same day like horses. <laughs> no, no, no. Ours is, okay. ours is today, and we've been saving up her favourite thing, and we've got, we counted 121 toilet paper rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dogs are so easily pleased. Uh, what else we got in here? Um, uh, let me have a look. Oh, Beach Boys had I Can Hear Music, which was not a bad little song. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Happy Heart was in twice. Happy Hearts in at number 29 by Petula Clark and number 27 by Andy Williams. Good. Yeah. Sort of had that sort of cabaret sort of yeah, vibe to it. Yeah, there you go. It's my happy heart you hear. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, BJ Thomas was in with Hooked on a Feeling. It's a song that got a revamp in the 70s. Yeah. By, remember that? What does BJ stand for? Yeah, I should think of that myself. <laughs> Billy Joe, you idiots. Now, let me, let me go take you through the top ten. I'm not sure you'll know number no. ten, but you should. Um, it's oh. a band called Desmond Decker and the Aces, and their song was yeah. Israelite. Oh, that's a great song. Oh, yeah, I remember it well. It's a really good song. Um, Israelite. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, sleeping for breakfast. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Do you remember that, Brian? Yeah. Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, good song. Yeah. They yeah, they're, not play, they're not playing in Gaza at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got right out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's bombed. Number nine is um, Peter Sarstead, Where Do You Go To My Lovely? Oh, oh you know what? <laughs> yeah. That is a, that's a ripper. Because I used to sing that to my producer, finally. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. just sometimes look at him and go, where do you go to my lovely when you're alone in your bed? Tell me the parts that surround you. Because you couldn't work out what's going on in his head sometimes. Yep. One of the most yeah, not- bizarre lyrics of all time. Yeah, it's got a, quite a, a pretty good melody. But then the more you listen to the words, you realise how stupid they are. Yeah. And he was um, – he, 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 he did that and then his follow-up to that from memory was a thing called Frozen Orange Juice, which was one of the more kind of like silly pop lyrics that you'd ever yeah. find in your life. Are you on my frozen orange juice on this fantastic day? That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so oh, there you go, Brian. You could take the Peter Sarstead show on the road. The Peter Bastard show. No, Sarstead, okay. Peter Sarstead. He was um, he was eating. You Cain. clearly, he was eating. You clearly did. You clearly don't know him. <laughs> Pe- <laughs> Peter Bastard. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, number nine, great song, great song. No, that's Ugh. number nine. Number eight, Proud Mary by Credence. Oh, yeah, beauty. One of the great songs. Number seven is a double-sided uh, hit. Um, oh. Number seven is Simon and Garfunkel, The Boxer, and Baby Great Driver. Song. Great yeah. song. Wow. Yeah. I saw a documentary on the, the song The Boxer and it's about all these different people and how it affected their life and, and they all it all meant something different to everybody. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, very good. He is so, a, gen- you know, a genius. Iconic opening, isn't it? You can just picture it. You know, sitting on a railway station waiting for my 
destination home or whatever it is. It just starts so sad. Yeah. No, they're fantastic. Oh, a brilliant, brilliant writer and, and Art Garfunkel's voice. <laughs> um, number five, oh, gee, I didn't like this song, um, was Goodbye by Mary Hopkin. Today when it becomes tomorrow, I will not. Get my Paul McCartney. Yes, correct. And on the Apple label. Uh, those were the days. Yes, she did. Yeah, I think he wrote that too. Yeah, great song most of the day. Yep. Number five uh, was from the musical, the love rock musical of the time, uh, but it was by the Councils, Hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not one of their more memorable Oh, that's songs. a number great. That's a great song. Let's have a go with Kevin Bartlett. That was his favourite song. Hair, hair for the councils. Good grief. Uh, yeah, because he's, he, he's so jealous of that you know, long, beautiful hair. Shiny, gleaming, scatching, waxing, flaxing, doctor hair. I used to say, we nowhere in that song do they sing coming from one ear to the other. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the beast, it was a double A side, hair on one side and comb over on the other. Number four. <laughs> Number four yeah. is Guitar Zan by Ray Stevens. Talk about novelty songs. Oh, oh, Guitar Zan. Yes. He, he did Ethel on the street, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they call him the street. He, he did Along Came Jones. Yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. He did a whole lot of stuff for Ray Stevens. A very talented man. Number three oh, like, should be locked up in St Andrews. Oh, stop! Yeah. I mean, and sadly, later in life, he got Parkinson's, which was very sad. No, yeah. did he? That's when he became Bacon Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> 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 number, th- number three is uh, from the musical again. Uh, it's the Fifth Dimensions version of Aquarius and Let the Sun Shine In. Oh, yeah. I yeah. heard, I heard yeah. a, a bloke Oh, top- I know, but here it was again. You know, we used to go to Warburton Chalet for our Easter holidays. It was beautiful, and they had a, one of those old dance halls at the back there. And on Friday and Sunday nights, they had a dance, some dancing. And I've always loved music, even as a tiny kid. Yep. I can remember being up the front while the band, they had a band come in, play that song, and I loved it. Yeah. My parents must have given me pot of it, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have, you, have you got any left? Yeah. <laughs> they used to give him a little lunch box and say, yeah, you can share that. Everything except the cookies, Mark. Don't share the cookies with the other children. <laughs> um, yeah. My parents, in retrospect, were a lot cooler than I thought they were. Yeah, there you go. Number two, ah, it's one close to your heart, Brian. The Turn of the Red Baron. No. Yeah. The Real Thing by Russell Morris. Oh, Great song. Now tell me, Mr. Mannix, is did you yes. not, did you not tell me during the week that you're responsible for getting Russell Morris sacked off a lot of gigs? Well, yeah. Well, we were playing in a band <laughs> together. Yes. And, well, we were playing "Killing in the Name of" by Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. And well, where's Rowan when you need him? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know, at the end of that song, it sort of goes, oh, "You, I won't do what you tell me." Mm-hmm. Well. I used to get quite passionate about that bit, and uh, it didn't go down 
too well with some of the uh, hotel owners. Right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and I, I think some of my jokes were a bit questionable as well, so sometimes <laughs> we didn't get asked back. Right. But anyway, right. you've got to express what's inside you. Right. Yeah. So, you couldn't have done that at the Bond Beach RSL, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, the, uh, at the Wiggles tour, uh, yeah, not, not exactly a support act for the Wiggles tour. It probably shouldn't have been. What was the name of the band you were doing with Russell? Um, I can't remember. Um, it was somebody else's band. It might have been the Sweetheart. Bob Valentine had left, so they got Russell in, and then oh, okay. they got me in as well. Um, yeah. Oh, no, I was only in it for, I don't know, six months. Right. Hey, Brian, did you ever play in a sort of an all-star band at the Springvale RSL? Um, not that I can recall, but that doesn't mean I didn't. (laughs) This is fair fair income. They had a sign-up at the Spring. We used to go, probably not as much now, we used to go to Springvale a lot for the Vietnamese food. Yep. Oh, yeah. And the heroin. No. And man, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I worked in Barabin and we'd sometimes trek down the Springvale to lunch. And that Springvale RSL used to have a, a sign with a band that had a lot of re- retro stars in it. And Daryl right. Cottenstein was on that band three years after he passed away. Oh, okay, that'd be right. That'd be right. I, was thinking, I was thinking, my God, they go the extra mile to do their reunion. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's terrible. And, and the number oh, one, boy. the number one song I didn't even realise we mentioned it earlier. The number one song is a is a, a, a an A and B double sided hit. Get back and don't let me down. Oh, right. So there you go. So was, oh, I still reckon though you're right. Fine, I reckon come together and something is the best. A&B I think song. it should have been come together and get back on the same thing. Oh, but wouldn't that? Yeah, it would have been. That would have been something. Come else. together one side, get back on the other side. <laughs> yes. All right. I mean, but I, lo- I love the song "Come Together," but it's a ridiculous premise. As I tell my wife, <laughs> thank you for it's, <laughs> it's a race. It's a race. It's a race, and I win again. God Almighty. Uh, As I said earlier, whatever he's on, I want some. Uh, thank you, Mr. Fine. Thank you, Mr. Mannix. It's been a pleasure, as always, to do business with you. Oh, thank you, Mr. Hillier. And thank you, Mr. Fine. And thank I, you, Kevin. I, thank you, Brian. And as you saw, my my automatic sensor button worked really well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Working a treat. Uh, and on that yeah. note, good night from him and good night from us. Domo, uh, domo. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.